Hello and welcome to Wednesday Wanderings. These are shorter weekly episodes where I talk about lifestyle, business and philosophy in my work as a bushcraft instructor, forest school leader and conservationist. If you're interested in finding out more about how to earn a living and what the lifestyle of a woodland leader is, then stay tuned and we'll dive right into this week's episode. So right from the start, the biggest challenge to running an outdoor business has been venue. It's like finding a woodland site that will allow you to run sessions is a massive challenge and probably one of the biggest challenges you'll face. Unless you happen to be in the right place, right time, or you've done a significant amount of groundwork, it is tricky. It is really tricky finding a site. And the the reason why you need to find a site where you have permission is that often your insurance will be voided if you don't. If you, if you run a session without Lando's permission and someone gets injured, chances are the insurance company will use that to weasel their way out of paying anything. So be aware of that. So, but yeah, it's, it's tricky and I won't say I've solved it, but I've certainly grappled with it. And I've, I've come up with, with roughly four different places that you, or four different people that you can talk to about getting a venue or a site that you can use, a patch of woodland. So number one, though not number one in preference, definitely, is the local council. This is probably the most prolific landowner. So chances are there will be a park or woodland that is council owned close to you and that's that's generally easy to find. Problem is most councils have an attitude where they don't really want to see anyone using the parks. And that's yeah, that's that's part and there's there'll also be several hundred layers of bureaucracy that you'll have to walk through because a lot of the a lot of the way they set up and their say online process for events is based around big fun fairs and massive 500 person events a small 30 person session just doesn't quite tick the box for them the right boxes so you will likely also be asked to to pay quite an extortionate amount and you've really got to find hopefully someone in the right place with the right attitude and you can you can get a venue that way and then just just pay the council I say pretty easy to find challenge is actually getting permission they will want every box checked and they will often throw uh, out things like campfires and whatnot, even in fire, raised fire pits. So, 
good if, if you've got a if you've got a friendly council officer who can help you but be prepared for it to be a slog be prepared for it to be a bureaucratic pain and the big disadvantage of that site when you get it is that it is public you'll have anyone and everyone walking through it I mean that works I run a lot of my sessions in public parks there are challenges but I've never found it that much of a problem the whole pack up set up and pack down every session of everything gets tiring after a while so be aware of that so number two is private organizations like campsites so right here where we are now is fire and stars in leicestershire who have we've been working in partnership for a little while now and we're hoping to run plenty of courses through here and workshops so sometimes approaching campsites with woodland or organizations colleges universities with woodland chances are those woodlands aren't getting used positively nearly as much as the organization would like it to and they can often be interested in developing a certain area so say if it's like a a woodland trust or wildlife trust reserve they might be might have been wanting to run a forest school session there for years and just never been able to quite make it work in-house and might well welcome the opportunity for someone else to come in and deliver as part of that these are quite a bit rarer than council-owned woodlands and it may take you a while to find one but you can build up some really nice connections and because it's often private land they're able to give you better permissions and in general be nicer they will be wanting to make a return from their investment in the woodland so on so be be prepared for that but yeah brilliant especially for bigger courses and events you can usually work out something that's mutually beneficial Number three is kind of linked to that private landowners. So finding someone who owns a bit of woodland. Now this this is where you can really be right place, right time, or just not find anyone. But if you've got a woodland near you and you can work out who the owner is, just just start off small. Ask whether you can come and hang out there and do some bird watching one day and then gradually work your way up to see whether you can get permission to run to spend a weekend there camping or run a session this is great if you work with a private landowner chances are they also want to see positively used they might you might be able to work out something where you um, help take care of the woodland for them and that helps pay pay your essentially rent or hire there's 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 a lot of options there but as I said they are relatively difficult to find and the other thing with most private woodlands is that access is going to be a bit of an issue a lot of them aren't exactly um, well well established won't exactly have established roads that uh, the average normal car can 
um, get through. I have some woodlands that I've been using, I have permission to use quite regularly. I go out there but I have to walk in because you'd need a 4x4 and some off-road driving skills to get through all of the mud and everything else to get there. So it's just not practical for running courses unless I can find some way to shuttle people in with some sort of a troop 4x4 troop carry or something like that. I said access may be a challenge. Fourth one and this is one that I've used an awful lot and I don't think it gets talked about very much is find someone else in your area who is running sessions in a woodland and see first of all whether they have any tips to find anywhere or just offer to partner with them. This is what I've done with the fantastic wildlife out of Woolly Woods. They don't have the, the bandwidth to run sessions for older children. I specialize with older children. So it was a match that's working out very well with us. We each bring different things to the team. So don't expect a partnership if you're running exactly the same stuff. If they want to run uh, early years forest school sessions and that's your speciality, don't expect a partnership. They may well welcome the help, but don't, don't poach their business. It's, it's better if we work together and we build each other up and grow from there. So partnerships are really valuable. If they've got access somewhere, if they've really built that relationship, then chances are if you build a good relationship, working relationship with them and look after the woodland, you'll gain access to somewhere beautiful and you'll be able to run sessions as well. As I say, don't be disheartened if it takes you a while. All of the best places take a lot of groundwork and sometimes it'll take until you've made a proper name for yourself and a good reputation, see my previous video, before anything happens on that front. But yeah, keep, keep on going. Do your best and if you have any other tips for finding a good woodland then drop them in the comments or send them over to me at info at brackenoutdoors.com and I'm wishing you all the best in finding your dream site. I mean the, the fifth one is obviously buying your own woodland but that can be quite an investment and at least around here woodlands don't come up for sale all too often but if you do get the opportunity, or if you see one in the West Midlands area, let me know. That. Thanks so much for listening and watching. And I'll see you next time. Make the most of every day.